that's our cue to get going on this Wednesday Y'all Show. Hello, John Rawl, the voice of all things Southern. They call me the general of the South, too. I'll answer to anything, including uh, chief bottle washer. I'll take that as well. Welcome in. It is y'all, and we'll wash bottles. We'll cut your grass. We'll tell you how awesome you are, because you know what you are. You've taken time out of your very busy schedule to let this old country boy tell you about what's going on in a very country place, the American South. And I'm excited and just tickled to do just that very thing. If you would like to connect with me here at the Y'all Show, if you've got something to point out, tell us a favorite recipe, maybe some good gardening tips, anything on your mind, we want to hear from you. Our text line is 615-208-4184, 615-208-4184. Going to be a great show today as we get this thing going. We've got headlines from across the southeast. Of course, heat is on our mind in a big way in our news headlines today. Also, we'll tell you in our stories from across the southeast and more on this y'all show about how the government is kicking in $42 billion to help with internet access across the entire country. Much of that, and for example, Texas, over $3 billion of that 42 going to the Lone Star State. We'll explain in our news headlines of today's y'all show. We also have coming up in the headlines of the show today the passage of a bluegrass icon, Bobby Osborne, half of the Osborne brothers. You might be familiar with their little song called Rocky Top. He's died at the age of 91. I'll let you know more about that. Plus tragedy in the world of NASCAR for Jimmy Johnson. I'll tell you about that. And it's affecting his schedule for this weekend as they're racing in Chicago. And I'll fill you in on that. Plus, we've got some big news. If you're a student at Auburn University and you want to get all hip and woke and enjoy a slice of maybe a big city, you're in luck. There's going to be a brand new downtown Target location in Auburn, Alabama. Four-story Target on the Plains. (laughs) I'll explain today in our headlines across the Southeast. Plus, Shelby County, Tennessee is the location, and the guy is from Canada, but he gets a key to Shelby County. Drake is in Memphis this week. He was supposed to have a concert. That's been pushed back to early August. But Shelby County gives singer Drake, the Canadian, for goodness sakes, a key to Shelby County. I'll tell you why. Plus, we have some of the best theme parks in America that we'll be discussing on today's Y'all Show, a new rating of theme parks has just come out and we'll let you know courtesy of TripAdvisor who are some of the best theme parks good news most of them are here in Dixie and I'll tell you about what they are all that's in our news headlines today and our sports headlines today we'll start it off with some tragic news there former Arkansas quarterback Ryan Mallett has drowned on the Emerald Coast of Florida we'll have more details on that But that will be part of our sports coverage here on this Wednesday edition. Mallett played just after Houston Nutt left Arkansas to go to the University of Mississippi. And he was, I guess, was that the Bobby Petrino era? I think it was. Whenever he was coaching there at Arkansas around 2009, 2010. And then Mallett had a 
cup of coffee in the NFL for a brief time. But we will tell you more about the tragedy there of this Arkansas quarterback who's now coaching or had been coaching high school in the natural state. His passing on Tuesday from a drowning incident in the Destin area. That's part of our sports coverage today. Plus, did you realize that today is the start of the NHL draft and it's taking place in Nashville, Tennessee? Going to be a big night as round one takes place starting at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock. Rounds two and seven will be Thursday. And that actually starts Thursday morning. So if you're in Music City, there's more than just music being made as some great hockey players are getting their names called out as part of the 2023 NHL draft. And they've got a lot of other fun stuff going on in Nashville this week. Dirks Bentley actually hosted the 2023 NHL awards that was held Monday. Did you have a chance to see that? If you didn't, it actually aired on TNT and uh, I'm sure it's available somewhere to watch on demand, but hockey in Nashville, even though the season is over, they're having the draft in Nashville this week. We'll let you know more about that. Plus, if you can't get to Nashville for the draft, you might want to get to Baton Rouge, as today the Tigers are celebrating their national championship. It'll be Wednesday evening at Alex Box Stadium. It's going to be a free event. Gates open at 6.30. I'll have more information on the LSU national championship celebration for their college baseball team, which Monday night, the Diamond Tigers knocked off Florida in a convincing way to win the College Baseball World Series. And they're celebrating on this Wednesday evening as only LSU fans can, probably with lots of gumbo and lots of spirited drinks. And I don't blame them. Laissez le bonton roule in bonton rouge. A-E. We'll have all that plus in hour one today. We've got hashtag hullabaloo where we go on social media and we've got some great stuff today. We actually have a comedy guy talking about things overheard at Southern funerals. We'll play you a clip of that. Plus we've got a great tweet coming from there go Terry, a platinum selling member of freestyle unity. And he's got something he put out here on social media this week that caught our eye and it has to do with catfish and it has to do with spaghetti. And I'll just let you figure out the rest. All that's part of our hashtag hullabaloo coming up here in both hour one and three of this Wednesday y'all show. Hour two today, in addition to the news and sports headlines of the day, we've got information on Southern business. We're all getting ready for most of us to travel or a lot of us to travel over this 4th of July weekend. Remember the 4th is going to be on Tuesday. That's when the national holiday is. So many, many people are not going to be working on Monday. So it's essentially going to be not a three, but a four day holiday weekend. I bet you a lot of y'all are taking off the entire week next week. So it's going to be like a 10 day holiday and you might've already gotten started on it. And if so, kudos to you. We're still working hard here at the y'all show and and glad to do it. I will tell you, we will not have a show on July 4th. We will have shows Monday and Wednesday of next week, plus Thursday and Friday. But as far as the Tuesday, July 4th, we will be off the air. So programming note, just want to go ahead and throw that out there 
about six days out so that you can plan accordingly. You're going to have to survive Independence Day without John and Megan and everybody else here at the Y'all Show getting you through Independence Day. You can go watch Joey Chestnut do his thing, Sands Y'all Show. But we'll have business news and more coming up in our second hour of Y'all. Let's dive into some of the news headlines here across the South on this Wednesday Y'all Show. And we start off on today's Y'all Show telling you about some of the bad weather. We've had not only heat, the heat is just so bad, but there have been a lot of storms pop up. Some of them you didn't see coming. And a large number of these have hail and, and hails involved. I got caught up in a pretty nasty storm in Georgia the other night, and I'd already been on the road for a number of hours, and lo and behold, the bucket kind of fell out on me, and it lasted for a good 30 minutes. Now, I thought I was being smart, and I had already looked at my phone and determined, I think I'm going to scoot past here on the interstate where this storm system is, and I should be good to go. I got caught with my proverbial pants down. Now, the good news is the wind was not as bad as it could have been, and the rain, although hard, could have been worse. And the good news is I didn't have hail. I did not have that to deal with, which was a blessing. And I was able to – I had to slow it down. I got me a new cruising speed of 82 miles per hour. Y'all y'all approve of that? In fact, I came up with this on this trip the other day driving across Georgia. I figure, you know, gas is high because of Joe Biden – Food prices are high because of Joe Biden. Heck, we ought to be allowed to speed up our driving speeds because of Joe Biden. I used to be a 78 miles per hour kind of guy. I've moved that up now to 82. And I think I drove by at least two or three cops cruising at that speed, and they didn't turn around and come get me. So if I'm on here in a few days crying because I've been pulled over and thrown in jail for speeding, then – As Mr. T would say, I pity the fool because I should have known better. Now, it's probably not smart to drive that fast, especially if you're driving a smaller car like I have, a small sedan. But it sure helps out. It sure makes the trips go better when you're just screaming down the road. But not too fast because even at 82, I got passed many times by knuckleheads going 90, 100 maybe even more than that. And these are in your old traditional gas-powered guzzlers, not the electric cars because supposedly those things, you don't even realize you're going 90 and 100 miles per hour until you look down and say, holy Toledo, I better slow it down. But I made it. Good news, I didn't make it. I was a little, when I was going through that storm the other night, I did have to slow it down a bit, and I got into my destination a little later than I probably should have, but uh, it it kept me from falling asleep, I'll tell you that. Nasty, nasty weather, and a lot of the South's having these pop-up storms that have nasty weather, and in some cases, hail is a part of that. I want to tell you about an article that has just come out at WJTV.com, and it is an article which has tips to protect you, your car, and your home from hail damage. It is summertime, and very, very likely, either at your house or driving around, you're going to encounter hail this hot, hot summer. So let me give you some advice on, let's say you're in your car. If a hailstorm pops up and you're in your car or truck, 
please stop driving. Pull off to the side of the road. If you see a space, a place where you can pull over safely, like under an underpass or maybe at a service station, please pull over there and get off the highway for goodness sakes because you don't want somebody to come ramming into you from behind. Also, if you're in a car and a hailstorm pops up, do not leave the vehicle until it stops hailing. Stay away from your car windows. Remember, the hail could cause your vehicle's glass to break. So just as a precaution, if it's really bad, cover your eyes with something like a piece of clothing. And if you can, lay face down on the floor or lie on the seat with your back to the windows. Just in case that glass breaks, you definitely don't want it getting into your eye. And if you've got kids in the car, small children, please put them under you and cover their eyes if a hailstorm hits while you're in your vehicle. If a hailstorm comes and you are in a building, here are some tips. Stay inside until that hailstorm stops. Stay away from all the windows in the building. And frankly, when I see hail, my gut feeling is a tornado is probably not too far behind. So you probably should follow the rules of trying to stay safe in a tornado and get into the interior of a building or down on the basement area if that's a possibility. But for sure, get away from the windows. That, that we definitely know of. Also, if you're in a building when a hailstorm comes, make sure you know where everybody is. Know about where your family members are, or if you're in an office situation, know who all was in the office. In fact, if you've got pets, know where the heck they are. Maybe keep you all in, in a nice cluster somewhere in this building. And just like in a car, you don't want to go outside while the hailstorm is going on. Please, if you're in a building, don't go outside for any reason, okay? We're trying to get you through this, get you through this summer of heat and hail, okay? Now, what if you're, let's say, on the golf course or you're out working, you're out baling hay and a hailstorm pops up and you can't get into a car and you can't get into a building? What do you do in that case? The advice from WJTV.com's website is to seek shelter immediately. If you can't find something to protect your entire body, find something at least to protect your head. Stay out of ditches and lowland areas that may suddenly fill with water. Now, that's a differing thing than what we are told when it comes to tornadoes. In a tornado, you're supposed to go grab, if you're, if you're not able to go get real safety and get in a building or, or something more protective, you're supposed to get into like a low-lying ditch or a culvert, something like that. In this case of a hailstorm, they recommend that you stay out of ditches and lowland areas because they might suddenly fill up with water and you'll be stuck there. You could even drown. So you don't want to have that happen to you. And lastly, if you are outside and a hailstorm pops up, seek shelter under trees. That should be a last resort. It is common during severe storms for trees to lose branches. So trees during a hailstorm... Might be getting, they might be getting hit by the big golf ball or tennis ball or maybe even there's been a bowling ball size hail. Don't want to get under a tree if you can help it. And then the last thing, if a hailstorm's going on, I would also think that besides a possibility of a tornado, you got lightning that could be striking that tree. So seeking shelter under a tree, the last resort. Just try to stay abreast of what's going on with the weather, for goodness sakes. And you won't maybe get stuck in the middle of nowhere 
when a hailstorm pops up and you'll be in a better situation in a car or a building. And thanks to WJTV.com, we've got all of this that we've laid out here for you to learn and, and follow. So it is something you're pro- proactive on. If any damage occurs during a hailstorm, there's four things you can do. You need to file an insurance claim. You need to take photos of any of the damage that a hailstorm causes. You need to report to your county officials the self-report tool if it is offered by your individual county or your state emergency management agency. Then many of these state emergency management agencies have a free app with custom customizable weather alerts available for you to stay on top of what's going on. So it is a very helpful article. WJTV.com is where you'll find it. Tips to protect you, your car, and your home from hail damage. Garrett Grove penned this, and I appreciate him doing that. And let's all try to stay safe and get through this hot summer that will hopefully be, as much as possible, a hail-free summer. Other headlines across the South today. The co-member of the Osborne Brothers, the famous bluegrass group Bobby Osborne, has died at the age of 91 years old. He was a native of Hyden, Kentucky, and he has died after a long music career. A member of the Grand Ole Opry, he and his brother Sonny, and their most famous song, Rocky Top. The Osborne Brothers became members of the Grand Ole Opry back in 1964. They were inducted into the International Bluegrass Hall of Honor in 1994. Sonny Osborne died in 2021 at the age of 84. And now two years later, his brother Bobby, the co-member of the Osborne Brothers, best known for good old Rocky Top. Woo! He's died at age 91, although I don't think their version of Rocky Top, they do the whole woo thing. And I bet you back on Christmas Day 1967 when they released Rocky Top, which was written by Felice and Bordelow Bryant, I bet they would have no clue that that song would go on to be the fight song of the Tennessee Volunteers, and they would have no clue that the Tennessee General Assembly would make their version of Rocky Top Tennessee's official state song. I have a problem with that. I thought Tennessee Waltz was Tennessee's state song. Maybe it's its official waltz. Tennessee, y'all need to do better. There's a lot of better songs than Rocky Top, in my opinion. I know that might have set all you in orange, but uh, this song is just too tied into those Vols, and there's plenty of great things about Tennessee that don't have anything to do with a sports team, in my opinion. So I would – maybe I need to whip up a new song for Tennessee if, if you're listening out there. Yes, there will be memorials again – going forward for this member of the Osborne brothers, Bobby Osborne. In fact, we just got this in from the Oak Ridge boys on social media. They wrote, we all love Bobby Osborne. He is back with Sonny again. That from the Oak Ridge boys. Some other singers with ties to the state of Tennessee, as in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. But the Kentuckian turned Tennessee, and I think it's where he ended up living for most of his life. Bobby Osborne of the Osborne Brothers and singer of Rocky Top, passing away at age 91. 
Elsewhere across the South on this Tuesday, or rather Wednesday edition, if you're going to be sending your little kid off to little or sometimes they're big kids at age 19, 20, 21 years old, if you're going to be seeing, uh, sending somebody down to Auburn to go to college there on the Plains, you might want to protect your bank account because there's about to be a brand new hip 19,200 square foot Target store opening at 129 College Street right in the heart of Auburn. It's going to open up in July. It's going to have a lot of people stopping by and spending money. This Target store right in the heart of this SEC town. Now, Target already has a store over in Opelika, but business must be good for this store. I guess they don't have, at least in Auburn and Opelika, lots of your Pride Month stuff, and therefore they got more of the Auburn Pride than the other Pride stuff that Target is known for. But just down the road from Tumor's Corner in the heart of Auburn, Alabama, you got you a brand-new Target store in a four-story building that's going to have apartments on top. How would you like to have an apartment on top of a brand-new Target store in an SEC town? Some of you out there, it's your dream come true, unless you're a Crimson Tide fan, of course. All right. (laughs) Got to close up our y'all show this hour with Drake News. The Canadian singer was just in Memphis as he got awarded the key to Shelby County, Tennessee. Commissioner Mikhail Lowry presenting Drake with a key on Monday night. Drake is a multi-Grammy award-winning artist who was supposed to kick off his It's a Blur tour with 21 Savage Thursday night in Memphis. But it had to be rescheduled to August 6th. That's going to take place at FedEx Forum. Drake not in Memphis Thursday, but in Memphis earlier in the week to get this key to Shelby County. And I don't know what all that will entail him to do, what he's going to be turning that key uh, and doing with it. But Drake, the 36-year-old Canadian whose father, Dennis Graham, was a Catholic drummer from Memphis who once was a drummer for Jerry Lee Lewis. Drake's mother is a Jewish lady from Canada. What a combination. And now this singer is back in his dad's hometown getting the key to the city. I wonder if his dad's still alive. I'm not sure. We just lost the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis, a few months ago. But Drake getting the red carpet. And he's not even playing there this week when he comes in. I'm not sure why the cancellation happened. August 6th, by the way, if you had tickets to that concert for Drake and the Bluff City playing at FedEx Forum. And that is a quick look at some of our news headlines here on this Wednesday show about the South. When we come back on y'all, you hang tight. We've got a sports update. Sad news as a former Arkansas Razorback quarterback has drowned in Destin. We'll let you know about that as well as other headlines, including a sad story from the world of NASCAR as Jimmy Johnson's family in the news in a tragic way. We'll have info on that when the Y'all Show Wednesday edition comes right back. Reminder, you can text us right here at Y'all, 615-208-4184. And we will be right back.
can't hardly see Thank you kindly, but that don't help Maybe it's just me It seems I've had this problem since My baby packed up to leave You see, she used to be my sunshine And we're back here on Y'all on a Wednesday. John Rawl, your host here. You can catch the Y'all show on great radio stations across Dixie. And also, if you miss any portion of our show, whether you're listening to us on a radio station that carries the program or if you're listening on podcast form, I want to remind you our podcast is absolutely free and you can find it on a couple of different podcast platforms. We're in Spotify. Just search Y'all show. We're on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Y'all show, and you'll see us there. We are also available in podcast form on the TuneIn app, as well as Apple Podcasts, and we're in iTunes, all free of charge. All you got to do is search Y'all show and go ahead and sign up and get this show delivered to you each and every day free of charge and enjoy several hours of conversation about what's going on in the 16 southern states. We love talking about the South. Now, sadly, we start off our sports report here on this Wednesday edition with some tragic news out of the Gulf Coast of Florida in Destin, Florida. On Tuesday, former Arkansas quarterback Ryan Mallett, who had a seven-year career in the NFL, he died Tuesday in an apparent drowning in Destin, Florida. That from the Okaloosa County, Florida Sheriff's Office. Ryan Mallett was 35 years young. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said first responders called to a beach in Destin 2.12 p.m. Central Time Tuesday as a group of people swimming in the Gulf of Mexico near a sandbar struggled to make their way back to shore. One of those individuals later identified as Ryan Mallett was not breathing when he was pulled out of the water, pronounced dead at a local hospital. Mallet was recently named head coach of White Hall High School in Arkansas, where he coached football. The school there, putting out a statement, said Coach Mallet was a beloved coach and educator. We ask that you remember his family, team, students, fellow coaches, and the White Hall School District staff in your prayers. High school football is going to be practicing big time in a couple of weeks. You're going to have high school football games in Arkansas kicking off in about six weeks. And here the coach, Ryan Mallett, who spent seven years in the NFL, mostly with the New England Patriots as they selected Mallett and the third round of the 2011 NFL draft was a backup to Tom Brady has died after a drowning in Destin, Florida. I know he leaves behind a wife, and a few kids as well with his passing. Tragic story from Destin, Florida. Ryan Mallett, dead after a drowning. He also spent time with the Baltimore Ravens. I think that was the last team he was with back in 2015 where he was a backup. And uh, in 2022, his first season as the head coach at Whitehall in Arkansas, his team went 4-6. and six. He actually came to Arkansas 
after a brief time with Michigan. He was a native of Texarkana. Texarkana, Arkansas, that is. Six foot seven. I remember him behind center there in Fayetteville. He was a, a massive guy. Maybe not quite as massive as the guy who was quarterback in the Hogs a few years before him, Matt Jones. Remember him, that lanky QB? This guy followed Matt Jones's legacy in the Ozarks. Unfortunately, his life taken due a drowning accident Tuesday in Destin, Florida. Ryan Mallett, our thoughts there with his family and all of those in Whoopig, Suey Nation, and more. A tragedy from the world of NASCAR as Jimmy Johnson is not going to race in NASCAR's Cup Series street race in Chicago this weekend after his wife's parents and a nephew of Jimmy Johnson were found dead in Oklahoma. Jimmy Johnson's father-in-law, Jack Janway, age 69, Janway's wife, Terry, age 68, and their grandson, who was Jimmy Johnson's nephew, Dalton Janway, all found dead in a home in Muskogee, Oklahoma, this week. They believe that Terry Janway shot and killed her husband and then the grandson also before shooting herself, a murder-suicide instigated in this case by the wife, Terry Janway. A tragedy there. NASCAR is preparing for its first foray into street course racing in Chicago. Jimmy Johnson is a seven-time Cup Series champion. He's racing this year on a part-time basis, but sadly will not be in Chicago for this weekend's race after this horrible tragedy within his family, the loss of his father-in-law, nephew, and it appears his mother-in-law, Terry Janway, the culprit, of this murder-suicide coming from the state of Oklahoma. If you want to get your party on in Baton Rouge, you're in luck here on this Wednesday. At 7.30 at Alex Box Stadium, Skip Bertman Field, the Tigers will be celebrating their brand-new and seventh national championship in college baseball. What a night it's going to be. Gates to the stadium open at 6.30. Admission is free as fans are invited to the box to celebrate the Tigers' great win in Omaha as they won game one against Florida. They lost game two in a horrible fashion. But they got their revenge in game three and destroyed the Gators with a humongous 18-4 win. I think that was the final total. Again, LSU's seventh national championship as they've won Championships in 1991, 93, 96, and 97, 2000, 2009. So it's been 14 years since they hoisted the trophy, but they did it again as the 2023 College Baseball National Champions. Congratulations to the Bayou Bengals, a much-deserved award for them and another national championship for this storied program out of the Southeastern Conference. If baseball and Baton Rouge is not your thing, Nashville might be the place to be this week because the NHL draft has taken place this week. In fact, it kicks off this evening, Wednesday evening, as at Bridgestone Arena, you can tune in and catch this NHL draft. Hockey night in Davidson County. Round one takes place starting at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock 
lower Broadway time. And then rounds two through seven get going Thursday, starting at 10 o'clock lower Broadway time. So the NHL draft in Nashville. What a great job. I I actually almost had a Freudian slip. What a great job the other year when the NFL hosted its draft in Nashville. And, gosh, there must have been a million people out there, it seemed. And Music City did a heck of a job doing that. So the NHL is bringing their draft to Nashville this year. They actually had earlier in the week at Bridgestone Arena – the 2023 NHL Awards, Dirks Bentley, country music singer and Arizona native. I don't know if he's a Coyotes fan or not, but Dirks Bentley hosted that NHL Awards show Monday evening, a celebration of the league's best regular season performances, and that was broadcast live on TNT. If you missed it, you might can find it on demand somewhere, but uh, lots of events throughout Nashville. You can go to visitmusiccity.com to discover how you can go to Nash Vegas here this week and celebrate hockey, country music, and oh so much more. Nashville, which just had its CMA Music Fest two weeks ago, now putting on the NHL spotlight for a town that's actually home of the Nashville Predators. I remember four years ago, I think it was, the Predators made it to the Stanley Cup and the excitement that Music City had. The Predators, which got going a year before the arrival of the then-Tennessee Oilers to Nashville. That franchise has been able to withstand an NFL team's arrival in that town. They've been able to hold on, despite all the fan support for Tennessee Volunteers football and other people like that are big-time in Nashville love Kentucky Wildcats basketball, Alabama football. Despite all the college distractions and the NFL, the Predators, to their credit, continue to put butts in seats, and the catfish is a flying on the floor when they get a goal there at Bridgestone. And that's why Nashville still has an NHL team. Remember the Atlanta Thrashers? They were in Atlanta, what, five years maybe? And then they took off to Canada as an expansion team to Atlanta, had to turn around and get the heck out of Atlanta because the support in Fulton County was not there. In Davidson County in Tennessee – They're not hurting for support, and so kudos to that organization, or as our Canadian hockey friends would say, to their organization in Nashville, A, and an A job, A-plus for the Predators and NHL for bringing the draft to Music City here in 2023. And that wraps up our sports coverage here for hour number one on the show that is all about hockey. No, we're really not. But whenever the draft takes place, we don't mind giving the NHL some y'all show love. When we come back, we're going to switch over and close out this hour with hashtag hullabaloo, a look at social media. We found some great stuff, and we've got to tell you all about it. And you know what? We're going to do just that. When the y'all show gets back, you can connect to us here at the y'all show. Our text lines are open, 615-208-4184. We'll be right back.
All right, we are back here on y'all a little Southern Rock for you to get us going for hashtag Hullabaloo. And this is where we go on social media and get great items to pass along to you, things that you can go around to the water cooler on a Wednesday and say, y'all won't believe what that guy was just talking about on there. <laughs> so we're happy to do that here on the Y'all. We're kind of a, a service for all of y'all out there. And on social media we go, and let's go to a YouTube clip first off. This is a clip from a guy named Steve Pierce. We need some humor, don't you think? And Steve Pierce's Twitter account is at SteveP72, and his profile says, Bring back the trophy or the steering wheel. And Steve Pierce, who appears to be a Texan, if I had to guess, based on the fact that he's got a Texas flag in the background of his posting at YouTube and on Twitter. He's got it posted there at uh, his account on, on Twitter and YouTube and more, but he has a funny post that says things overheard at a Southern funeral part one. Ooh, didn't realize that he's going to have so many more coming our way. So let's go in and hear from this funny man from the South, from what it appears to be, Texas, Steve Pierce talking about funny things heard at a Southern funeral. I hope it's clean, Steve. I'm going to be honest. I just showed up to make sure he's really dead. That doctor said you could have about three of them five-hour energies a day. Just don't do no more than that. But Jim let it get away from him. Can you believe he showed up drunk to his own brother's funeral? Hey, where'd you put that bottle? I wonder who's getting the El Camino. I, I told her time and time again, you got to stop taking all them supplements off the QBC, mammal. Sure. <laughs> That's funny stuff there. Again, uh, it appears to be a Texas comedian. You can go check it out for yourself when you get the opportunity. Always good to get a good laugh. And I thought that was pretty funny, funny there from Mr. Pierce. Steve Pierce at Steve P72 is his Twitter account if you want to go do a little bit more comedic digging of this Texan. Up next, as we continue on with hashtag Hullabaloo, we go to There Go Terry. I love that. There Go Terry at There Go Terry. A platinum-selling member of Freestyle Unity and your daddy's ex-boyfriend. And There Go Terry says that burnt orange M&Ms and R&B music is my love language. Mm, what kind of fellow we got here in there go Terry. There go Terry here. That's a little bit of a sense of humor. Maybe not much as uh, Steve that we just played, but there go Terry puts out on social media this week. I had fried catfish and spaghetti yesterday, and I want a few of y'all to pay for your crimes for acting like it's not the one and the two when put together. So he had fried catfish and spaghetti Together, there go Terry. I have made that combination more than once, Terry, and I ain't going to say that's a bad combo. In fact, Melanated King on Twitter, at J underscore King underscore Melanin, has responded to there go Terry and says, the balance is perfect, hashtag Southern. That balance of mixing Catfish and spaghetti. A perfect combination, if it's done right. Yes, I, I have to say, 
it needs to be done correctly. Both the spaghetti and the catfish there go, Terry. One other person, LJ Friendly, Twitter account Mr. L Friendly, has responded and says, wait until you've had it with fried pork chops. Now, are they talking about the catfish or the spaghetti? I bet you that would be really good. Fried pork chops and spaghetti. Oh, oh, oh. My favorite, well, I, I better not. I better not go out and make a bold statement when it comes to catfish. One of my favorite catfish places I go to definitely has as an option when you order your three-piece filet, you can get as a side spaghetti. And they have plenty of the Parmesan to go along with their spaghetti if that's the side that you choose. Now, this spot, this, this, great catfish place, which is not a sponsor of the y'all show, but they ought to be, you know what they else, what else they've got there as a bonus to the catfish and spaghetti and the other great items that they serve up, including delicious tea. You know what they got on tap there? They've got not just a vanilla, but they've got a chocolate ice cream making machine that you can go back and get multiple servings if you so desire. And so I love catfish. I'm a southern boy. Love some catfish. But that after catfish taste is not my favorite. And so if I'm able to douse the catfish taste thanks to a couple of servings of ice cream, soft serve ice cream, and they even have little chunks of Oreos that you can sprinkle on your vanilla ice cream, mmm, mmm. There go Terry. You need to, you need to hit me up, and we'll talk, and maybe we'll go to a good, a good lunch. I don't think I want to do a catfish spaghetti supper. I'm more of a catfish spaghetti lunch kind of guy. If you, if you follow me, but what a combo, regardless of the soft serve ice cream, to be able to get that catfish and the spaghetti, and then following the person that replied back to the conversation from there go Terry ooh try it with a fried pork chop mm. okay you got me I'll try it I'm willing to give it a shot <laughs> we appreciate all the feedback again all this part of what we call hashtag blue fun on social media and we're proud to have it right here on the y'all show that will conclude our number one of our show Remember, you can text us 615-208-4184. Hour two is coming up. Included in hour two, we're going to have a Southern Business Spotlight. A lot of you are going to be traveling for this 4th of July holiday. I've got some information that you need to know. Plus, Brian Kemp, Governor of Georgia, in the Southern Business News. I'll explain why as part of our Southern Business Report coming up in hour two. Don't forget, Megan Headwall will be on with us in hour three. So hang on. It's time to come in from that heat and cool off with more of the Y'all Show. 
I'm John Rawl, and I'm stirring it up. Hopefully the cool temperatures, that is. On this Wednesday edition, we've got headlines from across the south here to start off Hour 2. Plus, we've got updates on the sports world that we'll be getting to. Celebrations for the LSU baseball team this evening, as well as fun in Nashville. I'll explain also tragedy in the world of college football as a Arkansas Razorback great has drowned in Destin, Florida. Ryan Mallett dying on Tuesday. I'll explain and give you further details in our sports blast coming up in the second hour. We also have information from the Southern Business Front. We've got a holiday happening on Tuesday. It is the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day to all y'all. You know, that got me thinking. This is the year 2023. Do y'all realize what happens in three more years? It is the 250th birthday of our country. No, bicentennial. Yeah, 250 years. I don't know what that's called, the fancy word. It's not our tricentennial. It's somewhere between 200 and 300. 250-year birthday coming up in 2026. I remember 1976 well. Yep, 250 years in just three years. So I'm sure there's already some planning going on out there. And maybe y'all need to start planning for 2026. Happy birthday. Well, uh, we don't have to wait three years. We can at least celebrate the 247th birthday, I think it is, here next week when Independence Day arrives. Happy Wednesday. We don't have to pull out the cake and shoot off fireworks this day, but we will be happy to tell you in a very positive way what's going on across the South. And you know what? I'll shoot off fireworks and I'll put on a big smile, might even whip up a cake or some homemade ice cream if you'll just text us here. And that number, 615-208-4184. That's how you can reach us here on the show that is all about the South. 615-208-4184. Because here at the Y'all Show, we have declared our independence from the Yankees. I'm the John Hancock of the South. I'm the John with the big old handwriting. And I'm saying, Yankees, we don't want you because the South's got it going on and you're just going to have to deal with it. That's what we do here at the y'all show. We put the South first, but we here at the y'all show put you first. We actually put y'all first. If you want to know the truth again, text us 615-208-4184. That's the easy way to get in touch with us. In addition to the news and sports headlines, we got the business news. As many of you will be traveling, we've got information on, how the travel for 4th of July is going to affect the country from a business standpoint. All that is part of our business spotlight of this Wednesday Y'all Show. That's coming up in a few. And a reminder, our three today, Megan Headwall is going to be back with us. And she's going to be talking about summer concerts that you can actually still get tickets for and go to that will be happening over the next couple of months. So she's going to walk through concerts going on in virtually every southern state. So if you've got a favorite artist and you need to reward yourself with a great concert, Megan Headwall, who will be joining us for Hour 3, she's got a segment carved out just for you. So get your credit card out and get ready to go be a 
a girl fan or boy fan of your favorite artist if they're playing in the South sometime this summer. Oh, we love our Southern music, don't we? We sure do. And we love our music in the South, even if it's from, oh, let's just say people not originally from this part of the world. As long as their music's good, we'll let them have a pass. Let's dive into the news headlines here for this Wednesday edition of the Y'all Show. And we'll start off with money, 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 money. $42 billion is the amount that the Biden administration is giving out in federal funds, $42 billion. And all of this is to go toward Internet access across the country. As an announcement made this week, the Department of Commerce National Telecommunications and Information Administration, also known as NTIA, they've announced how they're allocating funding to all 50 states plus D.C. and the territories. They have this Internet for All initiative, which is part of President Joe Biden's Investing in America agenda. I think this all comes from money from the the omnibus thing that he passed in 2022, I think. So $42 billion now going to states across the South. One governor in the South, John Bell Edwards, a Democrat governor, has put out a statement saying no one is working faster to eliminate the digital divide than Louisiana, and this major investment allows us to get it done. Governor Edwards of Louisiana thanking Biden, the Commerce Secretary, Gina Ramondo, and the NTIA. Louisiana getting a lot of money. Not as much as other southern states, like Texas. Now, hour three, I'll take time to walk through more of the southern states and the amount of money coming from the government as they're giving out billions of dollars to change the way many of our southern states and many states, period, connect with the Internet. There's a definite divide, and they're trying to shore that divide up. Louisiana, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, John Bell Edwards State has received just over a billion dollars. 1.3 is the account for Louisiana in terms of the money they're getting from Washington, D.C. for this whole new $42 billion investment that Joe Biden has called the Investing in America Agenda. I wonder if he'll be up long enough, literally like awake, to see Internet speeds increase in many of our southern states. But I'm glad to see that it might make a big impact. There are states and areas of states where it's embarrassing how poor the Internet service is in 2023. Hopefully that'll help. Maybe they can have that internet rocking and rolling and they can listen to the y'all show without any hiccups. That would be a great thing. We will tell you now on the y'all show about the passage of Bobby Osborne. He was half of the duo of bluegrass fame, the Osborne brothers. Bobby Osborne has died at the age of 91. Their most famous song, Rocky Top. That song came out in 1967, a song written by... Country Music Hall of Fame and Songwriters Hall of Fame members Boodaloo and Felice Bryant. And the Osborne Brothers rendition became the one that most people know, except if, the, if you're in Knoxville on game days, the University of Tennessee 
pride of the Southland, I think is what they go by. Now, when they play it, that might be more famous than even the Osbournes version of Rocky Top. But, yes, this song, a big hit in Tennessee. So much so, in 1982, Rocky Top was made the official state song by the Tennessee General Assembly. I wonder if Lamar Alexander signed that thing into law. I'm not sure. He's a Vanderbilt guy. He shouldn't have signed that thing into law. It might have been some other governor. I'm not sure. I'm not up on my 1980s Tennessee governors, sadly. But, again, the passage of Bobby Osborne, his brother Sonny, died in 2021 at age 84, and now Bobby dying at 91, half of the Osborne brothers who made Rocky Top famous. A passage in Austin, Texas, inventor and Nobel Prize winner, John Goodenough has died. He was 100 years old. He lived in Austin, Texas, and he did the research that laid the groundwork for the development of RAM for the digital computer. He also co-created the revolutionary lithium-ion battery, which certainly is a big part of our modern-day electronics. He died in an assisted living facility in Austin. He was a member of the University of Texas faculty for 40 years. Good know the oldest person to ever receive a Nobel Prize, a prize he shared with British-born scientist, American scientist, British-born but turned American scientist, M. Stanley Whittingham and Japan's Akira Yoshino. He said when he got awarded the Nobel Prize, lived in 97 and you can do anything. And he wasn't forced to retire. He said at age 65 he kept on inventing and guess what? He did a heck of a job inventing things like RAM and the lithium-ion battery. Lithium-ion batteries were the first truly portable and rechargeable batteries, and they took more than a decade to develop by good and And we know that from our phones and other items we use, how important that was. I guess he was probably, you know, he got $900,000 when he won his Nobel Prize. I think Mr. Goodenow did better than that when it comes to his inventions. I guess he gets a patent and more. A guy born in 1922 in Jena, Germany. He grew up in America and earned a Ph.D. from the University of Chicago and uh, lived with his wife for 70 years until her 2016 death. A hundred years old, life well lived by University of Texas professor alumnus or Texas professor emeritus and a Nobel Prize winning inventor, John Goodenow, dying in Austin at age 100 years old. Now we take you to theme park talk. Are you ready for this? You should be. It's summertime. TripAdvisor has come out with a list of the best amusement parks and water parks in America. And I've got to tell you, the South did pretty darn well on this list. Of the top 10 theme parks in the country, the South had the number one theme park with Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. Dollywood came in at number two. Again, this all comes from TripAdvisor.com as the traveler's choice best of the best. And in the category of amusement parks and water parks, you got 
Silver Dollar City and Branson. And then Pigeon Forges Dollywood is at two. Gun number three is Orlando's Universal's Islands of Adventure. That looks pretty fun. I'm looking at the photo. I didn't realize they had in Orlando this park that has roller coasters, it looks like, on an island. Lots of islands <laughs> with gators in between, I assume, too. Fun Spot America is in Kissimmee, Florida. It's checking in at number four. Orlando's Magic Kingdom Park there, Disney, is checking in at number five on this list from TripAdvisor.com. And then that might be all for the South. No, Universal Studios Florida is at number eight. And then number 10 is Legoland Florida Resort. A 150-acre interactive theme park that kids between 2 and 12 absolutely love. They've got 50 rides, shows, and attractions at Legoland, Florida. There's a Legoland out in California. It actually comes in at number six on this listing from TripAdvisor. That's in Carlsbad is where the original Legoland is, but got one in Florida too that's right up there in the top ten. So lots of summertime fun and the South leading the way for water parks and amusement parks Thanks to TripAdvisor.com for coming out with that list. And we'll have more headlines from across the South as we continue on in hour number three. But up next on the Y'all Show, we're going to shift over and bring you our Southern Sports Report of the day. Tragedy in Destin, Florida. Ryan Mallett has drowned, former Arkansas Razorback quarterback. We'll give you the update on that, as well as the LSU Tigers getting ready to celebrate their national championship as they won that in Omaha at the College World Series on Monday and now Wednesday night in Baton Rouge. Not at Death Valley, but just across the parking lot over at Alex Box Stadium. They're getting ready to turn on that purple and gold in a big way with a seventh national championship. And you can go celebrate if you get to Alex Box Stadium in time. We'll give you all the details of that celebration and some fun in Nashville here on this Wednesday evening. Thanks to the sport of hockey, A, We'll let you know about that as our sports report for Wednesday, hour number two, is up next. And we play that song today, sadly, because former Arkansas Razorback quarterback Ryan Mallett died Tuesday after he drowned in Destin, Florida. Welcome back. It's the Y'all Show and our Southern Sports Report here in hour number two. And the 35-year-old former Razorback played in the NFL for seven years, Ryan Mallett, who grew up in Texarkana, Arkansas, went on to play for one season at the University of Michigan before transferring to Fayetteville, finishing out his college career there at the flagship college of the natural state. He died in an apparent drowning in Destin, according to the Okaloosa County, Florida Sheriff's Office. Responders called to a beach in Destin at 2.12 local time Tuesday, 
as a group of people swimming in the Gulf of Mexico near a sandbar struggled to make their way back to shore. One of those individuals who was later identified as Ryan Mallett was not breathing when he was pulled out of the water and was transported to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. Ryan Mallett recently had been the head coach of a a high school team in Arkansas, Whitehall. And that district putting out a statement about how it is with great sadness, sadness that they share the loss of coach Ryan Mallett. Mallett was a beloved coach and educator, according to this post on Whitehall High School's website. He was a beloved coach and educator. We ask that you remember his family, team, students, fellow coaches, and the Whitehall School District staff in your prayers. He played collegiately again for Michigan and Arkansas during his collegiate time in the late 2000s decade. He passed for nearly 7,500 yards and passed for 62 touchdowns. He was coached by Bobby Petrino, helped lead Arkansas to an 8-5 and record in 2009, and they won the Liberty Bowl, where he was the offensive MVP. In 2010, Ryan Mallett threw for nearly 3,900 yards, and he was a second-team All-SEC winner for a second straight year, and ended up finishing 7th in the 2010 Heisman Trophy voting. He had a 7-year career in the NFL, mostly with the New England Patriots, where he was a backup to Tom Brady. He also played with the Baltimore Ravens. Never really a big star in the NFL, but 7 years was a very notable time to be on an NFL roster. He actually appeared in 21 NFL games and started 8 different times for multiple teams. Ryan Mallett, again, drowning in Destin, Florida, Tuesday. Our thoughts with his family after his tragic passing. Again, he's been a high school coach there in Arkansas, and high schools, probably where he coached, may have had a few days off. A lot of these high schools are involved in seven-on-sevens during the offseason, during the months of June and July, to help keep their players in shape, to get them ready for the upcoming season. I bet you they've been doing a lot of that kind of stuff, and maybe this was a week where they didn't have anything going on, and he took advantage of it to go down to Destin, a beautiful place. A beautiful place, and unfortunately, tragedy. 35-year-old Ryan Mallett drowning in Destin on Tuesday. Another tragic story tying into the world of sports. NASCAR driver Jimmy Johnson, his father-in-law, his mother-in-law, and his nephew all have died as a result of what appears to be a murder-suicide in Muskogee, Oklahoma, in northeast Oklahoma. The bodies of Jack Janway, who was 69, his wife Terry Janway, age 68, and their 11-year-old grandson, Dalton Janway, all discovered this week at a home in Muskogee. It appears, according to uh, investigators, that Terry Janway, the wife, shot and killed her husband and grandson before she shot herself. Tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Jimmy Johnson, who's not really racing a lot, he's kind of got a part-time NASCAR schedule. He was supposed to race in this weekend's NASCAR Cup Series street race in the Windy City of Chicago. He's now had to withdraw 
from that. But a real, real unfortunate thing. NASCAR, in a statement, has put out something that says, we are saddened by the tragic deaths of members of Chandra Johnson's family. That's Jimmy's wife. The entire NASCAR family extends its deepest support and condolences during this difficult time to Chandra, Jimmy, and the entire Johnson and Janway families. A apparent murder-suicide out of Muskogee, Oklahoma. Up next in our headlines, if you want to have a good time, at least for the next day and a half, I'll tell you where you can go. You can go to downtown Nashville because it's the NHL draft, and it begins at 6 Nashville time. The NHL draft round one gets going at 6. Rounds two through seven start at 10 o'clock Nashville time. Thursday, that's 10 o'clock in the morning. So you can have a good time watching hockey players and have you a breakfast uh, spirited drink, some grits and bacon, and maybe moving on over to lunchtime and get you some Nashville hot chicken as the other rounds of the NHL draft go down on lower Broadway. It's an exciting NHL week in Nashville if you're able to get to Music City, also known as NHL City, here this week for the Nashville hosting of the 2023 NHL Draft and Awards. They had that, the award show Monday, Dirks Bentley, country music star, hosting that. And a great time had by all as Nashville gets a chance to shine on the international stage as hockey has, of course, got franchises in both Canada and the United States and plenty of players and fans scattered throughout the entire world. And it's a big day and a half for Nashville to host the 2023 NHL draft. Okay, perhaps you're a hockey fan and you're a LSU Tiger fan. You're in a real dilemma because on this Wednesday evening, you might want to be hanging out, if at least you're an LSU fan, at Alex Box Stadium because Tiger fans are going to be celebrating what happened at Charles Schwab Field in Omaha Monday evening. LSU got an 18-4 victory over the Florida Gators, and they claimed the college baseball national title, LSU's seventh NCAA baseball championship, its first since the 2009 season with that victory over Florida. Big-time win, 18-4. LSU got six runs in the second inning. They poured on another four in the fourth, and then even in the Latter innings, the eighth and ninth, they poured on three in the eighth and four in the ninth to just destroy Florida in the game that mattered, game three of the best of three series. And they're going to be pouring in on on this Wednesday celebration. If you get to Alex Box Stadium, gates open an hour before. I think it's 6.30, gates open. It's a free admission to the national championship celebration for the LSU baseball team, Alex Box Stadium, Skip Burtman Field on the campus of Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Going to be fun. Going to be real fun. I know LSU can party like no other. And when they're winners, they party like no other. And guess what, LSU? You are a winner. Winner, winner, chicken, chicken. Baton Rouge dinner. I don't want to say the other 
expression. But congratulations, LSU. Been 14 years. There's a lot of partying that you want to do, I'm sure, at Alex Box Stadium. That will wrap up our sports report for this second hour. When we come back on y'all, we're going to scoot over and pull out our business cap and give you our Southern Business Spotlight for this second hour. We've got news from Georgia that Brian Kemp's making, and we'll let you know since it is a holiday week next week with the 4th of July taking place on Tuesday, what you need to be aware of if you're out hitting the airports of the region or hitting the highways even. All that is part of our Southern Business Spotlight, and it is up next here on The Y'all Show. Eddie Rabbit getting us set up here to talk a little traveling more. He's driving his life away. We want you to be driving and flying smart here over the next couple of days. A very busy traveling couple of days as we got the 4th of July set for Tuesday. Happy early Independence Day. We are the Y'all Show as we continue on with our fun here in our second hour of the show that is all about the South want to let you know that again if you're going to be part of that crowd traveling for the fourth of july weekend which heck may have already started for you it certainly carries over into most of next week if you're traveling you need to be ready for flight delays as airlines are facing a major test right now airlines and travelers who've been on these airlines if you've flown lately you know exactly what i'm talking about travelers have been putting up with widespread delays throughout the month of June and bad weather and the hot weather is going to only make it worse. Heck, if I were you and you've got an airline ticket that you can get out of, I would seriously consider, I would consider swapping that thing for a future travel date and maybe getting it in the car and roughing it. Travelers are having widespread delays at airports which they're having it already, and it's only a ominous sign that it's going to get worse before next week's uptick of holiday travel traffic. Delays at airports all across the country, mostly in the northeast, as thunderstorms hit the northeast on Tuesday. 6,500 flights had been delayed. About 1,900 had been canceled on the east coast on Tuesday. United Airlines's Major Hub in Newark canceled about 500 flights, or 18% of its entire schedule. JetBlue Airline 
canceling about 16% of its flights. So it's only going to get worse. People who fly are, you're putting your, I won't say safety, but you're putting your, if you're a person that sticks to a schedule, that's, pardon the pun, definitely up in the air when it comes to flying right now. Some people like a family called the Osbournes are following my advice. They were supposed to fly. They decided to rent a car. They're lucky to even get one, according to this article at usnews.com. They drove 10 hours to Charlotte to catch an American Airlines flight to Baton Rouge. And I think they were flying out of the Northeast. So they they drove from the Northeast to Charlotte just to catch a flight to Baton Rouge. Maybe they're going to that LSU celebration here. Would not surprise me. If large numbers of passengers are stranded or delayed this weekend, expect federal officials and the airlines to blame each other for the mess, according to this article at usnews.com. The Transportation Secretary, good old South Bend, Indiana's own Pete Buttigieg, his department includes the FFA, he's kind of been taking a beating on the airlines for more than a year. He's accused them, the airlines, of failing to live up to reasonable standards of customer service. And Buttigieg, has even, he's even suggested that they are scheduling more flights than they can handle. The airlines are pushing back on Buttigieg. United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby, he's blamed a shortage of FAA traffic controllers for massive disruptions last week in his area that he serves with United Airlines. So it ain't a pretty picture right now. Airlines canceling about 1.5% this month, which is a lower percentage than a year ago. But delays are running above even their elevated rate in June of last year when airlines were still rebuilding their workforces. So if you're flying, do not be surprised if you show up where you want to be showing up late and likely with a lot more adrenaline pumping because you're fed up with how they have stranded you and thousands and thousands of other fellow travelers, especially for a hot summer July 4th event that you might be trying to get off to. Wishing you well, y'all. Let's take you to Atlanta, where the Georgia governor, Brian Kemp, is now attacking Joe Biden's electric vehicle policy at federally backed battery material makers. He's not happy, Brian Kemp. He's attacking the electric vehicle policy. As Kemp Tuesday spoke at the groundbreaking for a company that received more than $100 million to refine graphite for electric batteries from the infrastructure law that Joe Biden signed. And while speaking, the governor of Georgia said, Georgia's electric mobility boom is taking place because our state is second to none for companies looking to invest, relocate, expand, and innovate. Not because the federal government continues to put their thumb on the scale, favoring a few companies over the industry as a whole. He made that remark while speaking at Anovion Technologies and their ceremony in Bainbridge, Georgia. This company's $800 million investment will bring 400 new jobs to Bainbridge, Georgia, 
in the southwest section of the Peach State. So a partisan response from Brian Kemp at this factory groundbreaking in Bainbridge, Georgia. Now, the Peach State has been a top beneficiary of a nationwide electric vehicle investment boom as there have been more than 40 electric vehicle-related projects since 2020 put into Georgia. That's a $22.7 billion investment bringing over 28,000 jobs to Georgia. Kemp added, when President Biden and others falsely try to take credit for Georgia's success, don't forget that next year is an election year. Oh, Brian Kemp. (laughs) Throwing it out there. You know, Georgia's got two Democratic senators. And guess what? One of them, I think, was there at Bainbridge for this announcement. John Ossoff, the Democratic senior senator. I guess he's got more seniority than Raphael Warnock has in Georgia. Ossoff has been Georgia's most high-profile supporter of Joe Biden's electric vehicle policies. And could it be that in 2026, Brian Kemp is going to be taking on John Ossoff for the U.S. Senate seat in Georgia? That's when Ossoff is up for re-election. Raphael Warnock just won his six-year term in 2022. So Georgia stuck with two Democratic senators for the next three years for sure. Unless one of them leaves or dies, then I guess Kemp could appoint, as long as he's governor, a Republican to their seat. But on stage with Ossoff waiting in the wings, Brian Kemp not holding back on his critique of Joe Biden and his electric vehicle support or lack thereof. Also in Georgia, Hyundai is building a $5.5 billion plant a uh, billion dollar plant to assemble EVs and batteries that's in Ellabel, Georgia, which is right outside of Savannah. And Kemp said that the tax credits are unfair because it's electric vehicles aren't currently eligible. So a lot of electric vehicle heated discussion going on in the hot of the summer in hot Atlanta and other places in the peach state like Bainbridge. Bainbridge, Georgia, that, that's a quite a haul from Atlanta to get down down to Bainbridge. But I guess they got an electric vehicle that can haul the governor and Ossoff and whoever else wants to go down to that area right on the Alabama-Florida corner, I guess, Lake Seminole. Is that right? Lake Chattahoochee? It's where the Chattahoochee River flows. That's where we're talking about. Down in that corner, I've, I've had a chance to go to Bainbridge before. It's not all that far from Cairo, Georgia, home of the syrup makers. How about that? Now to some media-related business news. One involves sports and one involves podcasting and stuff. One of them I got an email about, and I thought it might be a joke, but it's not a joke. I'll tell you that one after I first tell you about NFL Red Zone. It is a channel that will be available on DirecTV after DirecTV has cut a deal with the NFL. And it's going to be available to DirecTV customers for the first time as part of a multi-year renewal of its carriage agreement with NFL Media. The Red Zone channel, available now to DirecTV customers. What exactly is this channel? It allows you to watch 
portions of game, I think is what it is. The area, the red zone will be able to be viewed on various platforms, I guess on your phones too. This is a seven-year agreement with Google that the NFL has had in place now. And DirecTV started out with an agreement with the NFL way back in 1994. And it allows residential customers to be able to watch NFL games. Now, Sunday Ticket is going to continue to be available to restaurants, bars, hotels, and more. So if you want to go down to your favorite bar and check out NFL games, you'll have to do that courtesy of the Sunday Ticket. But this new thing is the Red Zone Channel. And it'll be available to DirecTV customers as a multi-year offering. If you've got DirecTV, you'll be able to see more of the NFL. I don't know if it includes the whole game. You might have to sign up through YouTube TV, I believe has the rights to game coverage. This probably just has, let's go here. It's going to be a fourth down and the ball game's on the line. And then they show it and then you will get cut away to some other game. I think that's what Red Zone Channel is all about. There are a lot of people who really love this kind of coverage because why? Let's just say they've got money at stake at all these different stadiums where NFL games are being played. And, yeah, that's why this is now being available to so many people that are DirecTV customers. That's that's what it's all about. Now, let's talk about instead of DirecTV – Sirius XM, another satellite-based company. Sirius XM is going to shut down Stitcher. Have you ever listened to the Y'all Show on Stitcher? I think we're actually available. I don't talk about it much because, frankly, the few times I tried to use Stitcher, I was I was a little bit confused, if I'm being honest with you. Sirius XM, which owned Stitcher, a podcast app, shutting it down so they can emphasize Sirius XM, their flagship app. They're going to shut Stitcher down at the end of August. And they're going to rename it or rebrand it as the Sirius XM app. Many of the podcast feature on Stitcher are already available on the Sirius XM app. I guess we need to make sure the Y'all Show shows up now on the Sirius XM app. Another one I can tell you about as soon as I get the green light from Sirius XM. We need to have our own channel. Don't y'all agree? We need to have the Y'all Show channel or the Y'all channel on Sirius XM. I just found out that a guy that I worked with for a long time, great guy, I think has left Sirius XM, Stormy Warren. He's going to go work for Garth Brooks's new streaming channel. I think it's called Friends in Low Places, I think. Something along that famous song is is the name of that new thing that Garth's doing. So, Stormy, I don't think you can help me out here, but let's get our own y'all channel, if you don't mind. That way we can broadcast 24 hours a day with this show for all you delivery drivers out there that need your southern entertainment and news and information and advice, whether it's business, whether it's advice to do with your home and garden. Heck, we'll even give love advice here at the Y'all Show if that's what it takes. SiriusXM is sending existing Stitcher users an offer for a free six-month trial 
of its Platinum Sirius XM service. And that includes Sirius XM streaming services for music, sports, and sports talk, as well as other talk shows and news. According to the release from Sirius XM, no layoffs are planned as part of the change. Stitcher, which Sirius XM acquired in 2020 for $325 million, that was a $325 million, $325 mil investment, evidently, that did not work so well for Sirius XM. Guess what? I bet you, for all you customers of Sirius XM, I bet you your rate's going to go up just a little bit more. And if you want to complain about it, oh, I'd like to be a fly on your wall when you call up and you try to question, hey, why did my bill just go up 20%? Uh, uh, because we bought what? Stitcher? You're going to leave them in stitches because they're going to leave you in a financial stitch with moves like what they did by getting Stitcher. I gave it a shot. I, I really did. I'm not I'm not kidding you here. I tried to give them a shot on Stitcher, and it just doesn't it – it, it has not, and evidently it will, will not – compared to other podcast platforms that I've told you over and over here on the Y'all Show that I use. The other ones seem to be more user-friendly. I love podcasts. That's Apple's purple little icon that comes with an iPhone or if you've got an iPad. It really does a great job of finding shows like the Y'all Show and automatically getting it downloaded and ready for you to hit play. The iHeartRadio app is a great app. The TuneIn app does a good job with this show and others. So there are a growing, growing army of people who love podcasts and love to follow what's going on across whatever they're interested in. It could be sports. It could be news. It could be talk. It could be music-related. In our case, it's Southern-related. And these podcasts are not decreasing in popularity. We're not going the way of Stitcher for all of the podcasts of the world, included the Y'all Show in that. We're growing, baby. And you're going to have to find another way, if you're a Stitcher fan, to get the Y'all Show and other podcasts. But it ain't easy to find. Just search. Like I said, we've got the Y'all Show is in iHeartRadio. It's on TuneIn. It's in the Spotify app. We're also in Apple Podcasts and in iTunes. And if you subscribe, it's free. I've told you all that. You know that. I sound like a broken record, but we get new listeners all the time. And I'm just trying to do the right thing and tell y'all what's going on so that you can share and share to everybody you know. You can have it come right to your phone without even looking. just shows up with a nice little icon that says, bloop, you got a new episode. I think I'm going to listen to it. I think I'm going to wrap up my day by listening to a conversation about the South. That's what we do here on the Y'all Show. All right, that will wrap up our second hour of this conversation about the South that we call the Y'all Show. And again, if you're listening to us on radio stations, thank you. we got to always salute our radio stations that do a great job carrying us and those of you who take the time listening to us on radio stations. But if you miss any of our conversation, if you're getting caught up in a, another phone call or you got to go in for a quick meeting or pump some gas in your car because you're listening to us on the radio, reminder that the Y'all Show is available in podcast form and all those different options. Plus, you can find us at y'all.com. 
Y'all.com is the South's homepage. And we have the Y'all Show, its own little section at y'all.com that you can go at your leisure and find our show. You can find great y'all.com feature articles about the South. You can even find videos of me, yours truly, John Rawl, hosting interviews that we've used on past y'all shows. And I've had this question posed to me, hey, when are you going to start doing video stuff again? We are working hard to pull that off. We're going to be in a new studio. We're working on all kinds of fun stuff from a visual standpoint. So just hang on. It's a coming. Just not going to be here before the 4th of July, but maybe before hmm, sometime in July. <laughs> maybe sometime before then we will get you all set with video, or at least more of them, of this, the show about the South. That wraps up Hour 2. When we come back, Megan Headwall is here, and she's going to join us for the final hour. We're going to talk about summertime concerts across the Southeast. Plus, we've got hashtag hullabaloo. Oh, that heat index. Is it affecting crops across the South? We're going to discuss that as part of our hashtag hullabaloo. That and a whole lot more as we continue to shake up the South with y'all. Talk with a Southern accent powered by y'all.com. And the Y'all Show third hour is here. Welcome into the show that's all about what's going on across the Southeast. John Rawl is my name, and wonderful to have you. I'm now joined by Megan Headwall for this final hour on the Wednesday edition. And Megan and I are going to go through the news headlines of the region here in this final hour. And we'll also get you ready for summer concerts. If you haven't already got your summer concert planned out, Megan's going to let you know before summer comes to an end. Labor Day weekend is what we'll go ahead and dictate. That's the end of summer. We'll discuss some great concert options across the region. So get your credit card out, and let's have some fun with that discussion. If you want to get involved with the Y'all Show, easy to do that. You can text us at 615-208-4184. 615-208-4184. And drop us an email, mail, M-A-I-L, at y'all.com. Megan, hope you're doing well. I am. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Good to have you back on here for this final hour. And we're going to uh, talk some concerts. But first up, you and I are going to go through some of the news headlines of the region today. Included in those headlines today, some sad news out of the SEC as a former Arkansas Razorback quarterback has drowned in Florida. And I'll let you all know about the death of Ryan Mallett in just a few. But we start off with our headlines today about the internet. Now, Megan, you and I both have lived and may still live in rural portions of the Southeast. This week, the Biden administration announced more than $42 billion in federal funds that are going to help develop the internet across the entire country. As they announced, they're going to allocate funding to all 50 states, D.C., and the five territories. This Internet for All initiative is a key component of Biden's Investing in America agenda. I've got the breakdown 
of what our various southern states are getting, most of them a lot of money coming their way, but what is your opinion of 25, 30 years after the Internet comes out, there's now suddenly all this money pouring in to develop the Internet and portions of the country that need help? Well, I have Internet as well as many people I know, so it's nice that our tax dollars can go to helping to fund other people's Internet situations. I'm I'm not too happy about it. I, I understand. I'm not. Are I you happy with your internet speed? Yeah, I am. Okay, I've I been know, quite satisfied. I know there's been places in, in, in. I think it was around 1995, 96. The internet first really was available in most of the country. So we're pushing <laughs> 30 years now that it's been out there. And there are companies I'm sure have gotten government money through the years. And I don't know what they've done with it, but there are some places where it's hard to even get a. Uh, a megabyte upload. I think that's the term. It's just yeah. embarrassing how slow the internet is in certain certain portions of this region. And we're not talking about on some island 50 miles away from the mainland. I'm talking about areas where there's highways connecting to the area. There's not gigantic mountain ranges. I don't understand how it could be that behind. In some places, maybe this money is going to help solve the problem. Maybe. Now, look look, but, look look at this number. For example, Alabama's getting $1.4 billion. California's getting $1.8 billion. So that's a wow. lot of money coming in for Alabama, for example. Arkansas's getting over a billion dollars with its allotment. And then you also have other states in the South, Florida, $1.1 billion in government money. Georgia, $1.3. Kentucky's got just over a billion. Louisiana, $1.3. Mississippi, one point two million billion, rather with a B, billion dollars of government money going to help stimulate the internet in that state. Missouri, one point seven billion. That's the highest one I've seen thus far. Wow. You've got also North Carolina with one point five. Oklahoma is less than a billion, seven hundred and ninety seven million going into the Sooner State. South Carolina is only a half a billion dollars. Then Tennessee is less than a billion dollars. Tennessee, eight hundred and thirteen million dollars. I guess Tennessee's internet must be pretty good for it to be less than a billion. That's a joke there. Texas three three point <laughs> three billion. I guess that it's the uh grand champion of all the government money going into the state of Texas, while Virginia and West Virginia both have just over one point two billion dollars in government money going in to stimulate the interwebs. Hopefully if Do you people- think the time go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, do you think the timing of all this is uh, interesting with the with presidential politics? election you coming know, up? Yeah. You know, politics is everything, Megan. Come on. I know. You know <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't announce this in October of 2024. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not so certain, certain with all this money pouring into the Internet for all these states that it's going to be that revolutionary with high-speed Internet. This yeah. This uh, amount of money, which totally this totals forty-two billion dollars in federal funds being announced by the administration to internet access to improve it across the country. I don't know if that's going to help. Yeah, I, I yeah. think in a lot of areas where the internet's really good, it's a lot of it because of private companies that have gone in there and tried to beat the gigantic companies, the AT and T's, if you will, of the world, and they've come in and put a lot of hard work and effort running lines, trying to outdo the big guys because that's what they're doing to, to stay in business. I know some well, towns have multiple Internet carriers, and there's a big difference in each one of the carriers with Internet speeds, for example. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, that's, like you said, competing against the big guys, and the big guys are getting government funding on the side, so you can't really compete with that. But yeah. All right, we'll keep you updated on uh, if any of that billion dollars is headed to Megan's account <laughs> to help her. She likes her internet, but she'd like it a lot more if she got about a billion dollars added to her bank account. <laughs> hey, Megan, we're in the thick of the summer. We've got hot temperatures. We've got storms coming through and more, and I just pulled this article up as a helpful tool because in the South – you never know when bad weather's coming, but specifically a hailstorm. Have you ever been caught up in a hailstorm? I have, but nothing too serious. Okay. Well, we've got some tips for all y'all here at the Y'all Show. Just in case a hailstorm pops up and you want to protect your home or your car from damage, here are some tips that I want to pass along. The roof is your home's first line of defense. So make sure you've got a good solid roof and it's going to withstand a, a hail storm. You want to protect your windows, doors, and skylights at your home. Storm shutters significantly reduce or eliminate damage from hail and high winds. So you might want to consider installing these shutters if you live in areas prone to hail damage. If you're going to go out and replace your windows, consider installing impact-resistant options that weather even the harshest storms. So those are some great, great advice, some great tips for your home, as far as your automobile, first of all, if you get caught up in a hailstorm, Megan, stop driving. It's not a good <laughs> thing to be driving 70 miles an hour in the middle of a hailstorm. So if you see a place you can pull over, especially maybe under a bridge or something, do that and then try to navigate as much as you can to you know get in a safe spot. Completely get off the highway, by the way. I was in some, I was in some nasty weather Friday night. The kind of weather where you could see maybe 100 yards in front of you, and it was at nighttime. And I didn't pull over, but I was thinking the whole time, man, I really have to pay attention because people were pulling over, and it would not take too much for me to get distracted and running right into the back of a car. So you be very careful in these hailstorms and bad weather. Also, do not leave the vehicle until it stops hailing. Don't get out of your car. Even if you got to go uh, relieve yourself, Megan, don't do it until the hailstorm has passed by. You want to stay. It might knock me normal. <laughs> yeah, it, it might. Hell yeah, H A I L. <laughs> also, you want to stay away from car windows. Cover your eyes with something like a piece of clothing, and lie face down on the floor or lie in the seat with back to the windows. If it's really that big of a hailstorm where you think your windows might shatter, that's great advice. And if you have small children, put them under you and cover their eyes. So again, if you get caught up in a hailstorm. Some great pointers there. And always, regardless of hailstorm or bad weather or not, with this time of year, you never never know when the next bad storm's coming. Let's try to remember to keep our cell phones charged up as much as possible. Also have batteries and flashlights on hand. And make sure if you're in an area especially that might be prone to flooding, collect and store essential documents that you can take with you if you need to get the heck out of your place. And also have multiple ways to receive life-saving weather alerts. Those are just many of the options. Oh, by the way, I want to tell you, this is so important. Please put your shoes on and keep shoes nearby if you have any kind of bad weather coming. I can't imagine being shoeless and your place gets destroyed and there's nails and glass and just all kinds of bad things out there. The last thing, if you can avoid it, is to be out there without shoes on. So try to... Lace up, Megan, next time there's bad weather <laughs> headed your way. Some tips there. 
Let's tell you about a sad story out of college football. Former Arkansas Razorback and an NFL quarterback for a time, Ryan Mallett has died at the age of 35 in Okaloosa County in Florida. He was 35 years old. He actually finished seventh in the 2010 Heisman Trophy voting and had been the head football coach at Whitehall High School in Arkansas. That's uh, a, a position he's had for the last year. And this coach and a former SEC quarterback has died at the age of 35. The sheriff's office in Okaloosa County put a post on its Facebook page saying that they're investigating an apparent drowning that claimed the life of a tourist in the Gulf of Mexico as the responders went to the beach at 775 Gulf Shore Drive in Destin. And that happened on Tuesday afternoon. And it looks like the person that drowned was Ryan Mallett. His next of kin has been identified. The Arkansas Razorback Athletic Department and the New England Patriots, the team that had drafted Mallet out of Woo Pig Suey, releasing statements. Arkansas saying, We're shocked and saddened by the passing of Ryan Mallet. He was a Razorback legend with larger than life talent and a personality to match. He led our program to some of our best moments in recent memory. He will be missed by everyone who knew him. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family. That from the Arkansas Athletic Department. Again, Ryan Mallet, former Razorback quarterback and a brief time in the NFL as well, dying at the age of 35 while on vacation in Destin, Florida. And we want to remind everybody how dangerous these rip currents can be and and just please be very, very cautious when you're out having a good time. You never think that a rip current or something like that could come and sweep you away. Unfortunately, it looks like another person has died after the Wet, the weather, the storms, and all that churning up the Gulf have caused Ryan Mallett's passing at just 35 years old. What do you think of the song Rocky Top, Megan? Well, it's okay. It's good. You like it? Okay. Well, one of the guys who made that song famous, he didn't write it, but the Osborne brothers are the ones who popularized the Rocky Top song, Bluegrass song. Bobby Osborne, half of the Osborne brothers, has died. He was 91 years old. A native of Hyden, Kentucky, he died Tuesday. He co-founded the Osborne brothers alongside his brother, Sonny, and they started performing in Knoxville in the 1950s. They became a member of the Grand Ole Opry in 1964 and inducted into the International Bluegrass Hall of Fame in 1994, his brother Sonny died in 2021 at the age of 84. But half of the Osborne brothers, the guys mm-hmm. that made Rocky Top famous, a song that was written by Felice and Bordelow Bryant, and the Osborne brothers with their bluegrass standard, Sonny died two years ago. Now Bobby Osborne passing away at the age of 91 years young. Another passage out of Austin, Texas, a University of Texas professor and a Nobel-winning inventor who changed billions of lives has died at the age of 100 years old. John wow. Goodnow was a longtime UT faculty member. He began his career at MIT where his research laid the groundwork for the development of RAM, you know, RAM that goes into the computers. Yes. He helped develop RAM, and he later he also co-created the revolutionary lithium-ion battery that changed the way we have portable electronics. And John Goodenough has died at 100 
years old at an assisted living facility in Austin, Texas. No cause of death given, but was a member of the UT Austin faculty for 40 years. Again, what a career there, creating both yeah. the lithium battery and RAM. You got a lot of RAM in your computer? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not very techie like that. Well, that's, that's good. I don't think I do either. We're rambless here at the Y'all Show, but we're going to see what we can do. But thank you for a life well lived as with this Nobel winning inventor and Texas resident, John Goodenough, passing away at the age of 100. Are you much of a NASCAR person, Megan? Not really. I'm not. Have I'll watch heard, it though. You will? Okay. Have you heard of Jimmy Johnson? Yes, I have. This is some tragic news. His mother and father-in-law, his mother and mother-in-law, father-in-law, 68-year-old Terry and 69-year-old Jack Janaway, and his 11-year-old nephew, Dalton, have been killed in a fatal shooting in law enforcement investigating this murder-suicide in Oklahoma. A sad story for this NASCAR driver, Jimmy Johnson and his family. This happened around Muskogee, Oklahoma. Police searching the home found one body in the hallway inside the front door and then heard another gunshot. And again, it appears to be a murder-suicide of NASCAR driver Jimmy Johnson's in-laws as his nephew reportedly killed, along with his in-laws, killed in this apparent murder-suicide from the state of Oklahoma. If you want to go to the home of the Auburn Tigers, you're in luck this fall. You're guaranteed to win off the football field for sure, Auburn fans, because the loveliest village of the plain is going to be the home of a Target store, <laughs> a, new, <laughs> a new Target store that's 19,000 square foot is going to open up, and it's going to be in a four-story building on 129 College Street in Auburn, Alabama. How about that? You know, Auburn's a small town. It really is. I can't believe they're going to be able to squeeze in a Target store in Auburn, Alabama, just down the road from Tumor's Corner, but it appears it's going to be enough room to pull this off. I don't think Tuscaloosa's got a Target. I'm sure they might have one out by one of their, you know, for a while, Tuscaloosa had two different shopping malls. The Tuscaloosa Mall, and then there was another one on the other side of the interstate. Uh, Auburn, to my knowledge, never really had a the old school shopping mall, but now, Auburn, you can brag, you can beat your chest. It looks like you've got a Target store for all you people getting your back-to-school clothes and getting ready for Jordan-Hare Stadium. You will be all set. Now, Megan, you probably deserve this more than this Canadian guy, but Drake <laughs> has just received a key to Shelby County, Tennessee. Now, do you know where Drake is from? Canada. That's right. He's a Canadian, for goodness sake. <laughs> Aubrey Drake Graham, he does have a connection to Memphis. His father, Dennis Graham, is from Memphis. He was a drummer and ended up marrying his mother or fathering Drake. And so there is a connection. His his dad actually was a drummer for Jerry Lee Lewis. How about oh, wow. that? The, the great uh, killer, Sun Records fame. He was a drummer for him at one time. And Drake is his little baby boy who grew up in Canada, born in Canada. The 36-year-old singer is going to be in Memphis performing. He had to have a concert get canceled there. For It's a Blur Tour, he's on that with 21 Savage. They've had to reschedule what was supposed to be an appearance Thursday of this week. They've had to reschedule for August 6th. But Drake stopping by Memphis this week, and a commissioner with the Shelby County Commission 
Mikkel Lowry presenting Drake with a key to Shelby County, Tennessee. And the concert, again, will be at FedEx Forum when it does happen August 6th. Drake with a father from Memphis, and his mother is a Canadian who is actually Jewish. Did you realize Drake was Jewish? Well, he is. And there you have it. A, a Jewish guy from Canada with his daddy from Memphis, and a lot of people like him. I guess that's a pretty good combination. <laughs> All right, let's, so. let's wrap up our fun here in this hour talking about amusement parks. Have you been to one lately? No, I wish. <laughs> well, TripAdvisor has its best of the best things to do, and they've got the best amusement parks and water parks in America. This is the best of the best rating that Traveler's Choice does on TripAdvisor.com. And the number one theme park, amusement park, water park in the country, according to the best of the best ratings, is Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. It's been there for 50 years. It's got 40 live shows daily, lots of rides and attractions. And it's the number one on this list for the best of the best theme parks in America. Number two is Dollywood. Great place in East Tennessee. It comes in at number two. It actually used to be a silver dollar city. I actually rode a roller coaster there when it was silver dollar city. I loved it too. Still, <laughs> I, still got an impact on me, Megan. Number three, also from the South on the best amusement parks in America, Universal's Islands of Adventure. That is in Orlando. Go check that out. Not far from Orlando, you've got Kissimmee, Florida, and Fun Spot America comes in at number four for best theme parks. Orlando's Magic Kingdom Park. Have you ever heard of that one? It's, yes, I have. It's number five on the list. Legoland out in California is at number six, followed by a theme park in Pennsylvania. I'm not going to give it the time of day. Universal Studios is at number eight. And then we've got out of Florida, I guess they have their own Legoland in Winter Haven, Florida. It is number 10 on the list. And I do have to give a little shout out because only because this particular theme park finished high. Got to give love to Carowinds, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina, right on the North and South Carolina border. It came in at number 25 on the list of best amusement parks in the country. Carowinds, which covers 105 acres. It has the rate uh, the amusement rides Intimidator and Fury 325. Those are roller coasters that you can go check out. And it is actually part of the Cedar Park or Cedar Point franchises of theme parks. Cedar Point is a wonderful theme park up on the Lake Erie in Ohio area and has mm-hmm. more roller coasters than you can imagine in Sandusky, Ohio. But those are some of the best theme parks again according to this TripAdvisor rating. Megan and I, we don't have theme parks to talk about, but when we come back from this break here on the Y'all Show, she and I are going to walk through some great concert options for the rest of the summer. We've got July about to show up here this weekend, and then we've got some of August, and Megan's going to tell us some great places to consider going as you get your summer concert groove on. And that is just ahead on the Y'all Show. Picked from the side 
That song there is called Roller Coaster. It is a great segue as we were talking about roller coasters before the break. And now the roller coasters are going to see people like Luke Bryan this summer. John Rawl, Megan Headwall back with you on this Wednesday Y'all Show. And we have got some great concerts for you to consider going to, if tickets are still available, that is, across the southeast. And most of these artists that we're going to be telling you about are having concerts at venues that are quite massive. And it should still be possible for you to sneak in there with a fun experience before summer is up in a few months Megan, do you yes. have a concert all planned out for you this summer? I do not. I need to get on it. I've got time. Yes, so. you do, and you got the money too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So. What do we? What? Tell me. I'm, I'm playing Luke Bryan right now. I bet he's on that list. He is. So we're gonna start off in Alabama, uh, Friday, July 21st at 7:30 p.m. Uh, Sam Hunt with Brett Young and Lily Rose are going to be playing at the Warp Amphitheater in Orange Beach, Alabama. Ooh, I think that's right on the coast, too. That's a great, great option in late July. Yeah. The Kind of the swan song for many of you because you'll have school starting up just after that. Yes. Moving on to Arkansas, uh, Saturday, July 22nd at 6 p.m., Smash Mouth is going to be playing at Timberwood Amphitheater right, in Hot out. Spring. Help me out. Smash Mouth, is that a rock band? What is that? I feel like, yeah, it's like more rock. It's an older band. Okay. I tried to get a hodgepodge of things. So yeah, and I'm glad you did. But, there'll be something for but, everyone. But, but I'm I'm stumped. If it's not country, I probably don't know it. And then you got Smash Mouth <laughs> and you got Smashing Pumpkins, but not the, that's not the same, right? No, that's okay. too separate. All right. So we got something in Arkansas. Great. Yeah, moving on to Florida. Uh, Saturday, July 29th at 6.30 p.m., Nickelback with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross are going to be playing Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater at the Florida State Fairgrounds in Tampa, which to me, that's kind of a interesting combination. Yeah, because Nickelback, of course, is a, a rock band. And then you, you said you got, uh, who was the the middle person there? Brantley Gilbert, country. country. Country guy. I guess yeah. that works good. You're not going to have fights break out between the fan bases. I don't know. Well, we'll it depends if they're serving beer. <laughs> If they it got beer there, we, we might just have just that go on there in that portion of the Sunshine State. But that sounds like a great concert. I'll go ahead and yeah. book your tickets if you pay for it. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Moving on to Georgia, Thursday, July 13th at 7.30. Blink 182 is going to be playing State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, right in the heart of the city. Yep, right there. Uh, a little different. Moving on uh, also, excuse me, in Georgia. Uh, is also Beyonce, August 11th at 7 p.m. Let me guess, let me guess, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You got it right. Yeah, I figured so. She'll sell that out. Does she have more than one concert? Uh, Not that I'm seeing, no. Well, she might as well. That'll probably. You know, she recently, we told you on the Y'all Show, she recently is alleged to have destroyed the Swedish economy (laughs) because her tickets, by going to perform over there, it caused – Inflation. I, I said it destroyed the economy. It, it affected the economy of Sweden when she showed up <laughs> over there. I bet you it'll affect the economy of Atlanta for sure. Beyonce, what's that date again? Uh, that is going to be August 11th oh, at 7 p.m. Great. It's Beyonce. a Friday. All right. All the single ladies can go. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll be there. Moving- All right. There you go. I'm not a single lady. Louis. No, but you could find a single lady. I'd like to. All right, go on on next. Uh, with- <laughs> Moving on to Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Wednesday, August 23rd at 7.30 p.m., Three Doors Down in Candlebox will be playing Champion Square at Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. They're playing in the, the old Mercedes-Benz Superdome, this giant place, Three Doors Down. The boys from coastal Mississippi will be going over there with a big concert, huh? Yeah, apparently. They had some <laughs> great music back around 20 years ago. Very, very good stuff coming out of the Pascagoula areas where they're from. All right, what else we got? Uh, Missouri, uh, Friday, July 14th at 8 p.m. Post Malone is going to be playing at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in Maryland Heights. So that could be a good one Mm -hmm. if you like Post Malone. And I'm going to ask when we get done with this, which, if we could pull any of these out of here, which one you're going to want to go to. So keep on, keep on going. Oh, no, that's going to be hard. Uh, uh, let's see. Then moving on to Mississippi, uh, Sunday, August 13th at 7 p.m. Luke Bryan is going to be playing at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon, Mississippi. All right. That's in the Jackson area. So that sounds exciting for Luke Bryan. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm back to St. Louis, Missouri again. Uh, I had another one. <laughs> up next is, uh, maybe have you covered Maryland or North Carolina? Uh, not yet. I'll come back to those. So you talk about Luke Bryan, you get thrown off course. I, I think I'm going to have to pick Luke Bryan as the concert I'd want to go to. <laughs> well, that's easy for you to get to, so we'll, we'll make that happen. We'll fire up the Y'all Show helicopter. Yes. Okay. So Oklahoma, uh, Thursday, August 17th at 7.30 p.m., Thomas Rhett, Cole Swindell, and Nate Smith are going to be playing at Paycom Center in Oklahoma City. Mm, all right. I think that's the home of the Oklahoma City Thunder, so – a great, great option during the hot days of the summer to see those three in concert in OKC. Yes. Uh, July 13th at 7 p.m., Chris Stapleton is going to be playing at Credit One Stadium in Charleston, South Carolina. All right. That is the tennis complex on Daniel Island. Probably seats about 8,000, but a really cool environment. It's going to be hot. It's going to be outdoors. But, I'd uh, love to have you been to all these places and know what the seating's going to look like so people are prepared. <laughs> well, I actually used to live on the same island that that thing is located on, if you want to be oh. uh, sassy with me, Megan. I'm not, no, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. And I've so seen I that like stadium get built through the years, and they do have concerts there. And it is the home of one of the bigger LPTA, women's tennis. It doesn't have men's tennis. It has women's tennis. And they just had that a couple of months ago, and this thing is uh, it, it, it's really a great venue because it's really tall, and you can look out over the harbor and downtown Charleston. You can see off in the distance, but uh, great, great place there. And um, you know, going back some uh, years, Megan, when I lived on that island, I was the only person on that entire island that summer that I lived there that had the same skin color as you and I. Oh. Yeah, wow. and, and now it's been totally changed. It, it was basically it was a bunch of native folks out there, the Gullah Geechee culture, and then there was me, and because uh, I was house sitting for somebody that lived there, and uh, now thirty years later, it's full of uh, condos, apartments, tennis complexes, concert venues, uh, <laughs> probably a Starbucks or two. It's just not the same. All right, back to concerts. <laughs> Moving on to Tennessee, Friday, July 21st at 7.30 p.m. Ed Sheeran is going to be playing at the Ryman in Nashville. Oh, your fellow redhead. Nope. Texas Diamond Rio is going to be playing Thursday, July 13th at 8 p.m. at Starlight Ranch in 
Amarillo, Texas. All right. Diamond Rio, meet in the Diamond. middle. Yes. Uh, Virginia, Friday, July 28th at 7 p.m. Travis Tritt is going to be playing Capital One Hall at Tyson's Corner. All right. Here's the quarter. Go see Travis Tritt. Yes. And then call somebody that cares. <laughs> yeah. And then last but not least, uh, West Virginia, uh, Whiskey Myers is going to be playing Friday, August 18th at 8 p.m. at the West Virginia State Fair in Lewisburg. Now, that's a name I've seen, but I have never heard that I'm aware of music from Whiskey Myers. What is, oh, they, what is a Whiskey Myers? Oh, they've got great music. You need to listen to it. There's is it rock, Stone country? Old, what is couple. it? No, it's kind of like country, like, yeah. Okay. I'll it's give it, good. If you approve, I approve. So there you have it, a listing of concerts going on over the next couple of months. If you think it's too late to get on board, please prove us wrong. We think you can get there to all of these great concerts. And, you know, a lot of people make a – it's sort of like going to a football game for a lot of people, going to concerts. In fact, I think it's probably better than going to a football game because you're going to come away happy. You go to a football game, there's a 50% chance you're going to be a loser. You can't lose That's if true. you're going to see your favorite artist. And people spend lots of money traveling all over the country, maybe even the world sometimes, to see their favorite music artist. And that's why here on the Y'all Show, we're happy to tell you about some of these great concerts coming up across the Southeast over these next couple of months. Summertime in the South and mix in some great music if you're able to do. So we've tallied up the numbers, Megan Headwall. We've got our money sitting over here and we're ready to cash in and send you off to one of these things. Where are you ahead?ing Oh, I think I'm going to go see Luke Bryan. Either that or maybe Whiskey Myers. Brandon, Mississippi. You're going to go to Brandon, Mississippi in the middle of the summer. I think, didn't I hear you say that was at an amphitheater? I I believe so, yeah. You you do know that means like outside, right? That's okay. I'll wear sunscreen. Okay. Well, it should be evening, so we'll be okay. Oh, if you think so. (laughs) But no, Brandon, a lovely (laughs) town in the Jackson, Mississippi area. And go check that out. Maybe even get you a Mississippi Braves game while you're in that part of Jackson over in Pearl is where you'll find the Braves, their double-A team of Atlanta. You can see them in action. And we are excited that you want to go. Is Luke Bryan one of your favorite country artists? He was early on. I wouldn't say he is necessarily now, but has, it'd still has, be cool to see him. Has he been out <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Me- meaning Luke Combs? No, no, Luke Combs is good too. I mean, if you had to choose know. between Luke Combs and Luke Bryan, which one is it going to be? Oh, that's such a tough one. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's Luke. impressive that you like both of them. I do like both of them. Yeah, Luke Bryan and so. Luke Combs. Luke Luke Bryan, the Georgia boy, and Luke Combs out of North Carolina. And here at the Y'all Show, we're proud to tell you about all these artists and many of them Southern born, Southern bred, and performing in the South here in the hot days of July and August. Thank you, Megan, for researching that. We do appreciate it. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we will continue on. We've got hashtag hullabaloo for this Wednesday final hour. We've got some great stuff, including something heat-related that we'll be sharing with you. Oh, Lordy. We'll have all that right here on Y'all. If you want to text us, our text lines are open 615-208-4184. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Show me girl Sarah Evans getting us back in here in this final hour on our Wednesday show about the South. This is y'all, John and Megan wrapping things up here in this segment. And Megan, it is hot out there. I don't know if you've noticed that lately. And Just a little. That comes with being in the South this time of year. But I will have to confess here, I am a born and bred farm kid. I grew up on a vegetable farm, a great way to grow up. But Megan, it is idiotic for me to tell you this, but I do not have a green thumb. That did not get passed down to me. For God's sakes, tell me that you could go out and grow beautiful crops if you need to. If it makes you feel better, I'll say yes. Yes, it would make me feel better. Okay, then sure. (laughs) If the world was eliminated except for you and I today, I'd like to at least keep this thing going when it comes to having something to eat. So I'm, (laughs) I'm depending on you. All right. I think we're in trouble. Yeah, well, I think we'll be all right. But there's always kudzu we can eat. Farm Doc Daily is on Twitter at Farm Doc Daily. They have agricultural weather highlights from the USDA that they post at their website, and they've got a tweet that caught our eye here. Our incredibly awesome staff here at the Y'all Show, Farm Doc Daily has put out a post about the National Heat Index forecast, and they say that in the South. Hot, humid conditions remain in place from Texas to Florida. Dry weather prevails except for lingering rain showers near the Atlantic coast. Most southern crops have sufficient soil moisture for normal development. Did you know that? No. Okay. I did not. So most southern crops have sufficient soil moisture for normal development, although recent hot, dry conditions have started to reduce moisture reserves and the western Gulf Coast region. And if you look at the National Heat Index forecast right now, it is just disturbing to look at the coast areas of Texas and Louisiana and even into Mississippi and Alabama. Those are by far the hottest heat index forecast indicators, according to NOAA and the National Weather Service. We've seen temperatures nearly 120 degrees in portions of Texas, for example. And New Orleans and, and Louisiana, not much better. And we know that we've got sugar cane and crops like that that grow in coastal portions of Louisiana. Texas has a lot of cotton. I'm not sure how cotton is going to be hit by this extreme temperature. But it is something for farmers out there. Look, they're having to irrigate as much as they possibly can to keep these crops at least getting them the right nutrients and the right water amounts One thing I can say, we do not have, as far as I know, a drought going on right now. We do have extreme heat in some of these areas, but we've got significant rainfall in some portions of our region, if not most of our region. So that's a a positive thing. But be careful because this this temperature and these national heat index is likely going to affect our agriculture and our crops. And look for prices to go up, Megan. You might not be able to make it to that concert because of these high (laughs) temperatures. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, so keep that in mind. So have you had experience growing anything besides your muscles? <laughs> uh, I can grow those easily. Uh, good for you. I can't. No. The only, muscle I grow, <laughs> the only muscle I'm good at growing is my stomach. <laughs> no, I haven't grown anything recently, probably because I keep killing everything off. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we need to back off on that. Okay, well, yeah. anyway, for all of our farmers out there, 
Just thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do. You know, farmers feed us three times a day or four times a day if you're lucky. And yes. just uh, be be cognizant of that. I was on a farm over the weekend, and they had some delicious-looking summertime tomatoes that were gigantic and ripe and red. So we got crops arriving. I know a lot of people have peaches that are being picked right now, and it, that, that comes with the summer. So excited about telling you about that. Just be advised that this extreme heat is definitely going to have some kind of role in food prices as we go forward. Next up on hashtag hullabaloo, we go to Pie Pushers. At Pie Pushers, a pizza restaurant and food truck based in Raleigh, North Carolina. They have local pies for the people. And again, they're right there in the state capital of North Carolina. And they put something out this week. Speaking of food and summertime, Megan, it just caught my eye and it caught my taste buds as this company, Pie Pushers, has blueberry summer salad. And that includes arugula, Bahama Blooms local blueberries, marinated red onions, and lemon thyme vinaigrette all on that. And it's only $11. They've got there at Pie Pushers fried okra with Alabama white sauce, for goodness sake. And we're in North Carolina where you find this. So what's your opinion of fried okra? Oh, I love fried okra. Do you have to do a couple extra squats when you have fried okra? Oh, probably. <laughs> it is good, though. Yes, it is good. All right. This place in Raleigh has other selections that I will tell you about. Pie Pushers is the venue. They have something called the Summer Pico, which is olive oil, black beans, pico de gallo. They have cheese and mozzarella all mixed in with an avocado cream, and that is a thing you can get as a pizza by the slice. That's a type of pizza. I should have pointed that out. So all of that there at this restaurant. And then they've got not necessarily a Southern dish, but slamming salami, olive oil, salami, salami. You say salami, I say salami. Uh, Fresh red (laughs) onions, fresh basil and garlic and more in a pizza slice from this restaurant. Pie Pushers will set you back $5.00. I'm okay with that, Megan, as long as it's a gigantic pizza slice. Yes, that sounds delicious. There have been places that I have been known to frequent where you can get two pieces of pizza and a soft drink. And on the days they got a special going, all that totals up to be about $8. I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, definitely. And, And it's a big piece. It's a gigantic piece, if you want to know the truth. So love our pizzas, and if you're in Raleigh, Check out Pie Pushers and try out that fried okra with Alabama white sauce at this venue that not only is a restaurant that you can walk into and then sit down and enjoy, but they have a food truck that I assume is mobile and goes around the research triangle with the delicious food options that you can find there at this venue in North Carolina. Well, Megan, that will pretty much wrap up our y'all show for this Wednesday and Luke Bryan, if you're listening, can you help us out? You know, it's one thing for you to pay pay and go to one of these concerts, but wouldn't it be neat to get the whole backstage experience? Yes, it would. Have you ever had that? No, I have not. Oh, well, you, you haven't lived. I've been to a lot of concerts. Most of them have been backstage. Not that I'm bragging. I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't go. I love music. I love it, love it, love it. But I don't necessarily live for going to concerts. 
Yeah. If I had 20 bucks in the old days and I could have bought a ticket to see a concert or go down and buy their CD or record or eight track, I would, <laughs> I would have done that as opposed to going to see and being in a, a venue and having to look down and see a little teeny tiny person. Do you remember who your first big concert, who, who it was? I went and saw Brantley Gilbert. Oh, well then that's And Thomas Rhett. Oh, okay. No, this was old and uh, Eric Pasley. Okay. Well, back when he had come out with that song Friday night. So yeah. this was a while back down in Mississippi I went. Oh. oh okay. Well, that's not nothing wrong with that. It looks like you made it out of Mississippi. <laughs> I did. All right, good. Good deal. Well, again, if you love the concerts, we got lots of them and go back and listen to the show. Megan went through several different concert options that'll be going on throughout the rest of July. You know, July shows up Saturday. So we'll go ahead and just say that's all it's it's pre-July right now. And then we got the July concerts, August concerts. Check all those out if you get a chance. Megan did a great job researching that. And and when you go, you can enjoy these concerts and tell them that the Y'all Show sent you. And maybe, just maybe, we can even get all y'all a chance to meet your favorite stars. Because it is truly awesome to, if you ever have a chance to talk to some of your musical heroes, to let them know how much you appreciate their work. And maybe y'all can bond and have a... A great time. My favorite artist, of which I'm not going to talk about them because this is not about me today. It's about you, Megan. But my favorite <laughs> artist, I have met at least twice. I have never seen them in concert. Isn't that a, a sad thing? That's sad. Yeah. Who is it? I, I can't tell you. It's, it's not about oh, me. Oh, come on. But, but they're on my bucket <laughs> list. And this artist is still alive. And they usually play about two or three concerts a year. And it's not in Tennessee. They go off to Texas, even though they live in Nashville. They go off to Texas for some crazy reason every year and have a couple of concerts. It's on my bucket list. I just haven't seen them. So maybe we can make that happen. Now, the good news yeah. is for you, I'm not mad at you that you didn't include my favorite artist in your listing of concerts because they don't usually have their concert tour in Texas until September. And you focused on July and August. So not mad yes. at you, Megan. You did a good job. <laughs> Thanks. One of these days I'll have a confession of who my artist is. Hey, thank y'all for listening. We've had a great time talking about music and all the other headlines of the South here on this Wednesday edition. We'll be back here on Thursday. We'll have more entertainment news coming your way, a sports report, and we'll tell you about some great festivals that are hitting up in the first weekend in July. That's all on the Thursday Y'all Show. Megan, have a great rest of your day. I will. You too. All right. And thank y'all for listening to y'all. Y'all.com is where you'll find us. It is the South's homepage. And podcast of this show is available right there. Have a great rest of your Wednesday.